Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com it's the best bits of the week with morgan number two what is up y'all welcome to the best bits this weekend i'm morgan and i'm really excited to be joined by a special guest it's somebody from the show that you all know he is mr producer eddie (laughs) do you say that all the time do you say that about every guest like ooh, we have a special guest you know it's just honestly i'm just winging it so it never it just depends how it comes out of my mouth uh, most of the time yes it's a special guest because <laughs> i wonder if they get real excited like oh my gosh she's bringing on morgan wallen she's bringing on luke combs no it's just one of them what if i just started having country artists act like you guys as my guests that'd be funny mm-hmm. who would be the best lunchbox oh that's hard who would be a good lunchbox somebody that's grumpy Somebody that's loud. Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> <laughs> He's like really grumpy. Uh, ooh, 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 uh, what's his name? Um, uh, his fa- Jelly Roll. Oh, Jelly Roll. But Jelly Roll's too cool. Lunchbox isn't that cool. He's not that cool. You're right. <laughs> oh, that would that would be a good bit. Maybe that's something I pursue and thing. But no, you know what? Until then, you are a special guest, Eddie. All You're right. very special. Thank you, Morgan. You're welcome. I'm excited You're very to special talk too, to you. In a good um, way. In a good way. Thank you. I, I met mine in a good way. Did you take well, it as a bad way? It always feels like, you know, oh, he's special. Oh, <laughs> OK. I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it in a good way. I'm excited to talk to you, though, because always when we have our conversations, they're always super fun. And this one, we are coming to you from our homes. Sometimes it's just easier for Eddie and I to get together that way. So we are coming proudly from the home of Morgan and Eddie. <laughs> yes, we're from our houses. Not the same house, different nope. houses different houses, but I do have a lot to talk about with you. So we're just going to get started. Coming in at number seven, we've got the fact that you all shared a popular TV show that you have no interest in. This is a big segment on the show because everybody's like, why wouldn't you watch these shows? And, uh, you know, a lot of them I agreed with you guys on. I agreed with you. I I don't really have an interest in watching Yellowstone. Yeah. I I (laughs) mean, I tried it like I did. And I, I watched half a season. But then I was like, this is just like, I think cheesy really is a good word. It's cheesy. And then like, it's funny. My mom, she was, my parents were in town. I don't know, like four 
or over the holidays. And my mom was like, I love Yellowstone. I was like, if you want, you know, I can, I can watch some episodes with you. She's like, Oh no, I'm not watching that with you. I'm like, why not? She's like, Oh, there are some strong sex scenes in there that I would feel very, very awkward. If you were sitting next to me, I'm like, Oh yeah. Beth and uh rip. Mm, okay. <laughs> Beth and rip. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, good call. Good call. Mom. I don't want, I don't want that awkwardness. I love that. Your mom said that it wasn't like you saying that it was your mom be like, no, I can't watch that with you. <laughs> My mom's, she loves, like, she's watched everything. Like there'll be a random TV show that I see or a movie. And I'll be like, Hey mom, you ever seen that? She's like, yep. Seen it. She watches <laughs> everything. I love that. That's like, that mm-hmm. feels like I am. I just watch things, but it's not a lot of, um, it's just more on, on the cheesy, fun, lighthearted stuff. Thrillers, yeah. you know, Yellowstone shoot up. Probably not me. You love crime stuff too, right? No, I'm one of those girls. I'm one of the aberrations that doesn't enjoy the crime things. Why do girls like crime podcasts and like crime documentaries so much? Like, what is it about that? I don't know. But, you know, it's a really solid question that I always ask my friends because every time they watch them, they're like, oh, well, now I'm so scared and this could happen. And they're so much more paranoid (laughs) than I am. And I'm like, guys, this is why I don't watch these things. Like, I already have enough to be paranoid about in the real world. I don't need any help with adding to that with crime shows. That's so true because like, I'm always like, Ooh, that looks interesting. Guy murders his whole college. Like, Ooh, let's watch this. And then I watch it and I can't stop thinking about it for like three weeks straight. And then I'm just like walking around like, is that a murderer? You question everyone and everything. Yeah. It's like when you get something stolen, everyone's a suspect. Yes. Like somebody steals, you know, your purse, your watch, whatever. And you're just like, could it be you? Could it be you? It's so weird. I have this thing when I'm at the gym, Eddie, and I always will leave my phone if I have to go to like another machine or if I have to go put up a piece of equipment or whatever. And I leave my phone there and I'm like, I always look back. I'm like, so which one of y'all is going to steal this today? And it's like a test of humanity. I'm like, mm, somebody gets to steal it. And you know what? So far, everybody's passed. <laughs> yeah, good. Because there are more good people than we think. Yeah. But, like, but what were they going to do with a phone, though? That's what I'm wondering. I know we'll we sell it. You just sell it to the black market or something? Oh, yeah. You know how much money? They just clean, like straight wipe it, and then they sell it for like, I don't know, basically off market price. So they get all the funds from it. Because I always feel like you're not going to get in there. Like, you're not going to. But I guess they they can just wipe it off, huh? Mm -hmm. Just straight up all your stuff is just gone. Yeah. But I think about that often. I'm like, one of these days, I'm going to be like jumping on somebody's back trying to get my phone back. (laughs) Well, I went to the doctor the other day, and I left it on... I didn't know where I left it. I know that I had it in the doctor's office. And then when I got into, you know, that awkward time when you're waiting for the doctor, you're just sitting there like, all right, the nurse left and now I wait. And you listen for every footstep, you know, coming by the door. Oh, oh, is that my door? Yes. Time passes very slowly. (laughs) Yes. And, but that's phone time, right? That's like, oh, all right. Phone time. Let me play a game. Let me check my phone or whatever. And I realized I didn't have it. And I'm like, oh crap. Well, let me go to the waiting room and see if it's still there. So I go to the waiting room and there are like three people in there and no phone. So I start looking at each one of them. Like, could it be you? Could it be you? Like who stole my phone? And then I thought like, oh no, there was another room. I remember where they took me to get my weight. So I went in there and sure enough, my phone was in there, but I had already accused those three people of stealing my phone. You already had your three suspects. You didn't even know what was happening yet. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think we do that more often than we think. These are like very real life scenarios that I'm pretty sure everybody has thought of before. Everyone. 
So we're at least we're not alone in that. That's we were true. with you guys talking about TV shows. I wanted to talk about uh, a comfort TV show because lately I keep so obviously I'm obsessed with superheroes, but in, in recent <laughs> Remy's pawing at me as I talk about the story. Eddie can I see, see me. You guys <laughs> can't see, but she keeps pawing at me to, to pet her. Um, but there's a show called Arrow. It's a superhero show, and it's my comfort show. And I, every time, like I'll finish the whole eight seasons of watching it, and. I, when I say watching it, it's like always background noise. I put it on when I fall asleep. I put it on when I'm doing chores around the house. So it's not like I'm sitting here watching all eight seasons over and over again. But it's my comfort show. It's the show I always put on. And I think I've watched it. And in, in the past year, I think I've at least had it on repeat 10 times. And that's a lot. But, but you know how it's going to end. Yeah, I just love comfort shows. I love something about knowing what's going to happen. I love something about like getting to know the characters even more, or spotting things that I hadn't seen before. Or but just, it's a like, it's a drama though, right? It's not like a comedy or no. a sitcom. This one isn't a comedy. No, this is a full like this is action. There's like romance in it. There's like thrilling scenes. So like, which is really interesting. I do have some that are comedy. Like New Girl is one of them. But lately, I've just been on this kick of watching Arrow because it's my like go to comfort show. So do you have a show like that that you always put on, and it just kind of like gets you through life for whatever reason? No, no. Like for me, uh, if I'm gonna watch a show like a, a current show with like. 10 episodes or whatever 12 episodes i'm done like once i watch those i'm never ever gonna watch those again like Wait, you've never repeated a show ever not like a new show like there are older shows like you know if i see three's company on or something or like an old tv show from my childhood yeah i'll friends i'll watch that but like I'm not going to watch the white Lotus again. Like there's no reason to. That's fair. And this isn't, so this, this isn't a brand new one. It's been out. I don't know, probably like 10 years. It's been finished now or something. But still, okay. Capacity, but. 10 years ago, like breaking bad, like 20 years ago, I'm not rewatching breaking bad. That's that, Morgan. That is crazy talk. I know, but there's something that it gives me like this piece of comfort. Like it's just, and, and I have other ones like there's new girl, there's sex in the city. There's friends. But those are, those are sitcoms. I get that. Yeah, those are like th those make sense to me. Like new girl, new girl had how many seasons? Oh gosh, I think like eight, seven or eight. And there were different storylines. Like yes, they live yeah. in the apartment together. Didn't somebody move out at some point? But like mm -hmm. it's a it's different. Like every episode is different. With this show, I'm assuming Arrow, it's one story, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like the evolution of this hero slash vigilante and what mm -hmm. he does and how he like stops bad guys and the evolution of his his character. That's funny. That's I funny know. that you rewatched Isn't that. Isn't that weird? Like, yes. I have a lot of normal comfort shows, but this is one that just it always strikes me when I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And it's like out of a body experience. And I'm like, why? Why am I watching this again? <laughs> Did you watch one of my old movies that I told you about last time? No, I haven't. Well <laughs> you did think about it. You thought about it for a second. I, like, ah, I know. Good. I had to be like, wait, what was it? And yeah, no, I haven't. Mm -hmm. I, again, because I've been watching all of my comfort shows. Like I'm in yeah. this like place in this season or whatever right now where I'm just watching comfort shows. I really haven't been watching a whole lot of new shows. I've been watching new movies, but not new shows. It's like the commitment I can't do. <laughs> it, it is a commitment. It's a commitment. And dang, the selection's tough. Like you, you're just basing it on a picture with a brief description and if you're lucky a little trailer mm -hmm. and and it's not even a, tr a trailer trailer it's like a clip of a scene yeah and it's tough it's tough to like just commit be like you know what i'm gonna start this one like 
I'm going to start it because once I watch it, I'm going to have to finish it. And so you got to make sure you really like it, but it's tough to kind of base it on just like a thumbnail and a little description. Yeah. Well, and all like you have so much going on in your life and the little time that you get of free time, you're like, I want to be happy. I want to be, or like, enjoy whatever I'm doing in this free time. And I'm like, well, I know that this is going to make me happy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I I get that part. Yes. But yeah, I know I'm a little bit crazy superheroes. I get it. I I know. So do you do anything else that's out of comfort? And maybe it's not a TV show or watching a TV show on repeat, but what do you do out of comfort? Like when you need to feel comforted or when you need to feel like just really good, what's something you do? I like having the TV on. Like I always have the TV on sports in my house, like always basketball game, football game, man, desperate times when you got to put a golf tournament on, like (laughs) just to have some kind of sports in the house, because like I need music and TV noise. If there's no music or TV noise, I'm like, this is weird. Like this, something's up. So like if I came to your house, there's never silence. No, never. Even when the kids aren't home. No, especially when the kids are home. Like, because when the kids are home, there's one 100% guaranteed chaos and noise. <laughs> but when they're gone, like, I get to hear what I want to hear, mm-hmm. which is just like, you know, any kind of like, I love something about the sports commentator's voice. You know, like if it's the basketball guy, he's just like, and Cleveland up by 12. And just that sound, like, whatever it is, how they talk, I love it. See, Monday this is night why football. you're a coach. This is why you're a coach in multiple ways. You know what? I never wanted to be a coach. <laughs> I mean, sore losers. Yes, that's cool. But a uh, basketball nine-year-old youth basketball coach never wanted to do that in my life. And oh, I, man. I do want to hear a little bit more about that later. And we'll, and we'll get to you. that. I, I'm, I'm ready for the stories. Oh, gosh. We're also going to talk about another thing you guys shared, your favorite first artist, like when you were a kid, your very first favorite artist. And that was super cool. And a lot of them were country, which I thought was super interesting. Mine would have been Spice Girls. You were in, you, you were like you knew everything about them. Yeah, I like love behind the music. Mm-hmm, I loved Spice Girls. So like I loved Shania Twain. I loved the chicks, and I had my country thing. But like I also had this pop love. You know, the whole Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. This was that other era, right? Yeah. And Spice Girls was part of that, and they were the first girl group. And I loved them. I had their CDs. I had all their posters. All of my friends and I would always want to like say which one we we were. I was always Sporty Spice. I'm still to this day Sporty Spice. (laughs) And that was like a whole thing back then. And so I very vividly remember listening to that CD so much that I'm pretty sure we got it to the point where it was skipping. You know, when you listen to a CD so much that it would skip. That's what my Spice Girls CD was. Which is funny, though, because I'm not really a big fan now. I mean, granted, they also don't put out new music. They're not touring and nothing's happening. Are they even friends? (laughs) I think four of them are friends. Okay. (laughs) I do. There was like this whole thing that they might. I think they were. They actually did, I think, reunite for like a few tours in the UK or something to that effect. But that's the extent. So like, I can't really Mm -hmm. be a stand because nothing's happened. Like if they were to come to Nashville, heck yeah, I would go see them. But I don't think they should. That'd be like an amazing money grab for them. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, why not? Guys, you know, be friends again, at least just for a tour. You would make so much money coming back. I know. I know. Uh, what's her name? Victoria Beckham. Well, she's good. Posh. She, I was going to say, she doesn't need any. She's but, fine. You know, maybe the rest of them could. And that's what I think they talked about for a minute where they were like, we were going to go on tour. And maybe they did. I'm just like missing that that piece. Like I said, not a stand like I used to be. <laughs> For sure. Baby Spice, she needs support. 
Yes. So that was a fun segment. And I wanted to talk about your favorite artist of any genre of all time, because we did talk a lot about like country music. And I think a lot of us were growing up on country music, but who is your like all time? You can only pick one favorite artist of all. 100% Pearl Jam. Okay. Pearl Jam is my favorite. And like even over Garth Brooks, because I know you love Garth Brooks. I love Garth, but Garth isn't like, I, I don't know any of the man versus the machine album. Like, Okay. Or is that what it was? Like, I don't, I don't know that after like two pina coladas, I don't know what Garth really did, you know? And cause like the dive bar stuff, I don't really know any of that. So Garth, when I was in middle school, yes. Like I was in the fan club. I had all the shirts that Garth had in his, on his um, album covers. I had all those shirts, <laughs> tight Wranglers. I would even pose like him in front. I would wear a black felt cowboy hat. Like he was legit. an inspiration. Yeah. And as soon as his album would come out, guess what? I would buy it. Huge Garth fan. But after the 90s, like after like early 90s, Garth, 92, 93, grunge, man, grunge came out. And like Pearl Jam to me was, I remember hearing his voice, Eddie Vedder's voice for the first time and being like, whoa, like, is this like an 80, 80 year old man singing like hard rock? Because it was like, that's how he would sing. And I'm like, this is amazing. So then I would do research. I'm like, no, he's not old. You know, oh, he's young. Dang, he's got a great voice. Oh, and they all live in Seattle and he's friends with this guy and him and the Soundgarden dude, they're buddies. And it all started with another band in Seattle and he died of a heroin overdose. This is crazy. And like, so I really, really, really got into it like big time. So okay. Pearl Jam and to me still is still to this day are, I believe, right? You're still very aware of what's happening with Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Eddie Vedder just got on Instagram, like maybe a year ago. Okay. So and yes, so, you're like, very aware of what's happening with Pearl Jam. I was so aware that like I follow his wife. Because his wife, it's so weird. His wife hosts like she's just like a housewife. But he's in every picture, like if they're having dinner, he's like over there, like in a t-shirt, like eating dinner in the corner, not rock star Eddie Vedder, like family man Eddie Vedder. And like, it's so weird to see that part because she's like clueless. I mean, I don't know if she's completely clueless, but she acts like this is my family and I'm just doing Instagram like I'm an ordinary housewife. My husband just happens to be in a freaking international popular rock band. Yeah. And here he is in some of our pictures, like they're at Disney World and he's like back there, like holding all these bags that they bought. You know, it's like it's so bizarre, but I love it. I was going to say, do you love that he evolved with you like the same timeline of you? Like you were growing up with him and now Eddie Vedder is a cool dad and you're a cool dad. Yes, I think that's really cool. <laughs> yes, I think that's really cool because, you know, like you do have those rock stars that never grow up. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> just kind of yeah. like, all right, dude, like you're, you're 70 now. Like you don't have to keep your hair long if you don't want. <laughs> yeah. But, but they but still they do. do. And they like rage and they <laughs> yes. still party. Like it's in the fifties or eighties yes. or whatever, whenever it happened. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. I like that one. And that makes sense. Well, besides artists, I also want to ask you just some fun, random questions too. I want to know your biggest fear. And the reason I'm asking this is because I conquered my needle fear this weekend. I've had, you know, about my broken tailbone injury. That's like crippled yes. me for the past like eight Your months. Broken butt. Yes. Yes. It's an awful. And I've been doing physical therapy, trying to get it all better so I can use it to its full potential again. Your butt? And 
Well, so like the tailbone caused my entire sciatic nerve in my left leg to be totally messed up. So what is what does that do to your leg? So your sciatic nerve, basically, you feel it in your hip bones. You feel it in the back of your knee. You feel it on the sides of your knee, the sides of your legs. And like if a sciatic nerve or like just any nerve really gets inflamed, it really causes the rest of your muscles around them to go in and protect it. And then those are all inflamed. And basically, you start using other body parts to compensate for the one that's injured. Yikes. That's usually that's what happens with injuries. Yes. So like really bad stuff. and. I, so I've been trying to get this all figured out with physical therapy. The sciatic nerve is really like, obviously the tailbone is the pinpoint of where it all started, but it's, you know, you got to work it all back. Mm -hmm. And so we're finally starting to get to the end and I did dry needling for the first time. And let me tell you, I thought that sounds terrible. Oh, oh my gosh. So it's like acupuncture. If you've seen movies and seen acupuncture, it's just like that, but I'm such a baby and this. To, to somebody they will go and do this and so many times they'll be like i didn't even feel i didn't even know what was happening i was sitting there the entire time eddie doing deep breathing exercises i was like <gasps> like just trying to get through it because i knew it would help if i got through it and i did and i managed how, to at least like do it how far does the needle go in like a quarter of an inch half an oh, inch i mean not even by that much it's probably like a millimeter eddie wow. like i don't even think it's that much but like it's funny they'll say okay we're we're gonna put it on this spot and you can like feel them moving it so i'm like i'm laying on my stomach it's on the back of my leg and you feel him like putting on the different spots but then they have to like tap it so it like goes into your skin has to pierce the skin and so you feel that and every time the tap came i was like oh this is not good like i genuinely and i'd start giggling because when i'm nervous about things i have a hysterical laughter that comes out yeah it's a thing yeah. <laughs> it's very weird you're like the joker Yes. So literally I'm sitting there and I'm like, (gasps) (sighs) like, it's just these weird body emotions that are coming out. But I was really proud of myself because I conquered a really big fear that I have. I'm still afraid of them, but I still, I did it. So I want to know your biggest fear and if you're ever going to maybe conquer it. So why is it called dry needling? Like is the needle dry versus wet? Yeah. And I think think it's a fair question. I don't really know, but because it sounds more painful. Dry is just like, I'm going to do it dry. Uh huh. But my guess is that the reason they do that and call it dry is because it's not like you're getting like IV fluids or like you're, it's not getting blood out. Like you're just kind of tapping the skin and maybe that's why it's dry. Okay. I don't know, but I think it's very similar to acupuncture. If you've ever had that done, I've never had it done. I've seen it done. Just the fact what freaks me out about acupuncture though, is like when they have 20 needles in them, uh-huh. like, and they, they are needles. Like you may be yeah. tricked to think they aren't, but they're needles. But like, it looks like a, like, it looks like they're a porcupine. <laughs> and I'm just like, what if they roll over backs? And like, what if you just have like a, a brain fart and you're just like, ah, oh, let me roll over. And you have all those needles like that to me. That's what freaks me out about it. Like what if the what if the the doctor slips and falls and like oh and he like lands on all the needles? Oh yeah, that that was a hundred percent one of my fears. I was like paralyzed, so I couldn't even move. I was just like laying there. Like the only thing that was moving was my mouth, trying to do deep breathing exercises and yeah. from laughing. Well, good for you for overcoming that. That's a big deal. Yeah, and you know, I just had to. I was like, I got to be a big girl in this situation because I really need my leg to start feeling better and yeah. just the injury to go away. And he was like, "This is probably at least going to excel that process." And so I was like, "You know what? Let's try it. I got to be brave." Yeah, <laughs> and I did. That's it. good. <laughs> you know, you have like, something like this. Well, not like anything physical like that. My biggest fear is just like 
I don't know. There's a fear of someone breaking into my house, like always my whole life. And and while my parents were here, we were talking because I was like wondering, like, why do I have this fear? Like, did someone break into our house when I was a, when I was a kid or what? And they're just like, I guess we've had like a total of two break-ins. Okay. So something has happened before, but I didn't remember the first one that they said. And they're like, yeah, you don't remember. Like we were, we came home and you know, everything was, I'm like, no, I don't remember that. That's crazy. I must've been maybe like five or six or something. But the fact that I don't remember it, I'm telling this, we're going to get deep for a second because the, the fact that I don't remember it concerns me because I have this thing with like trauma from when I was younger. I work so hard to forget it. Mm. So anything negative in my life, I have this thing now that I'm older where I just forget it. But I think now that I'm like 43 and I've done this for so many years, I don't remember anything. Like, I just don't remember anything. You know this. How many Mm -hmm. times have you told me, hey, remember we had this conversation about this? And I'm like, I don't remember that. (laughs) Like, I just, there are certain things I just don't remember because a lot of my life, I tried to forget bad stuff just tried so hard to forget that I successfully did. And in, you know, to that, I like forgot everything else. Like I missed, I did something in my brain where like now I just don't remember certain things. So it's weird to me. I think that possibly if, since I don't remember that break in, that could have been such a huge trauma for me that Mm I took it out of my memory, but it still affects me because I'm scared of a break-in, even though I haven't had one since I was like, you know, six years old. But oh, that terrifies me. But isn't that so crazy how your body protects you? Because it is, what that is, is it's a coping mechanism. It's way to help you heal. And it's your brain of basically sending new brave ways, brain waves down to forget something that happened so you can move forward. Yeah. And I think it's so crazy to think though, like your body did that to protect you, but then there was still this part of your brain that was like, I'm afraid of this for a reason. And so please don't let it happen. And it's so crazy to think that your body is doing so many different things at one time, trying to help you and protect you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to you. Yeah. It's crazy. That's it's crazy. So, so crazy. Here I am at 43 years old, still worried that like somebody's going to break in my house. And like, I don't know. think it'll ever go away. Yeah. I mean, the only way stuff like that goes away that's associated with some type of trauma or something is like genuinely going through therapy and you unpacking that those specific moments. And that is hard. That's mm-hmm. very hard work. Like, and that takes so much time and you have to peel back. Right. So like my therapist is always like, you're an onion. She's like, we got through this layer. And my nutritionist says the same thing about like my health and stuff. When we do all these tests, she's like, you're an onion. We peel back this layer and this is what it is right now. And then we'll peel back another. And now this is what your body wants to focus on. And like, it's crazy to think that that's how that all works. But like, if you did some deep work to actually forget this fear, right. To let this fear go. Like, I think you'd be in therapy at least 10 years Eddie, trying to figure it out. I know. I know. And that seems nearly impossible. Yeah. It's definitely a weird thing. And I think what's crazy too, is that like, I have this, when I was in Austin working in the news at the news station, I was a camera guy, but I was also a reporter. So like they could use me to go to a story and they don't have to send a reporter because I'm going to go, I'm going to get all the video footage. I'm going to write the story so that the anchor can read it and then I'll edit it and it's done. It's like a one-man band kind of deal, but I wasn't on camera. Didn't want to be on camera. Wasn't my style. That's what I did. And so I remember doing one story where 
there, there was an intruder. Somebody broke into a house while they were there and the man was there and he ended up tackling the guy and like wrestled him down the stairs and pinned him while like the cops got there. And I'll, I've always thought like, dang, that's legit. Like, that's what I would want to do. And I'm always like picturing what would I do if an intruder came in and it was me and the intruder. And I have this weird thought of me, like somehow talking to the intruder and being like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> Thinking you, you can like to. talk them off the ledge, <laughs> yes. Eddie. Yes. It's like this weird thought in my head where I'm like, I could turn this person into a good person while it's happening like somehow after the wrestling of course or maybe while i have them pinned down waiting for the cops to come i'll be like so why are you doing this man i needed the money well look man it's not look life's not about money you know like you don't need to be breaking into people's houses but i have a genuine question do you do you actually think you could wrestle like an intruder down yes i watch ufc every saturday okay every saturday no listen morgan you don't understand i know moves Okay, knowing and watching moves are two very different things compared to like doing a move. I'm just telling you, I'm just, I'm trying to a find rear, out like the a rear naked choke. I got it. I got a, it. A rare or a rear? A rear. I'm not sure. <laughs> or is it a rare? What's it called? Is it a rare naked choke? No, it's a rear naked okay. choke. And now I'm saying naked instead of neck choke. Neck. Ne- it's naked. I don't think it's naked, Eddie. <laughs> I don't. I think you're watching some weird WWE stuff. No, it's UFC. I thought it was a rear naked choke. And maybe that is one. Maybe you're right. I'm, but I'm just I'm saying Googling. doing any type of I, I, I know this from doing boxing that every time I do something with a bag, I'm so good at it. But this, as soon as you get me in a ring next to a person, it changes the game because you're staring at another person with human life in front of you. And you're like, oh, this is so much different. This is so much different. Morgan, I, I would like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you find Hey, it? well, everything that comes up is says rear neck choke. See, I think it's but, rear neck choke. But on Wikipedia, there is a rear naked choke. Maybe you found it on Wikipedia and Wikipedia is a lie. <laughs> I don't know. I've been calling it a rear naked choke for All a long I know time. Now I want you to actually wrestle an intruder and say, this is my rear naked choke. No, I'm not going to even I'm look, I'm just going to hold him there. I'm not even going to make him pass out. I'm going to hold him in the lock. And while we're waiting for the cops, I'm be like, bro, why are you doing this? You're going to have a therapy session with the intruder while you're holding him by the neck. Yes. And if he promises to not kill me, I'll be like, do you want to get some food? Like the fridge is right there. We can get food. You want a beer? I got beers. Let's drink a beer. Let's talk. You let him out and then he just takes off. He's like, I gotta go. And then he grabs something on the way out. Then I'm like, dang it. Yeah. This is, this is what your actual dream looks like in reality, Eddie. That's what I really want it to be. Well, I'd just like to say that I would like to see this in pay-per-view. So if you do ever have an intruder, please record it in some fashion. (laughs) Okay. I'll do that. I'll try to remember to do that. All All while I'm doing the rear naked joke. Yes. While you're trying to save your life, you know, yeah. I'd like that as well. What's something that you're obsessed with right now? Like as you, far as what? It can be anything. Just something that you are so obsessed with right now. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I fell for a grocery store tactic. You know where they put things on the end of the aisles or they put them on these little special shelves like, oh, new product. Check it out kind of thing. Yeah, I fell for that. 
And did you? <laughs> I'm really glad that I did though, because it was it's called Grab the Gold. And I'm trying to find everything I can that's gluten-free and things to eat that it tastes good and and whatever. And this is a protein, like little protein pucket, basically. It looks like a hockey puck. Okay. And it's called Grab the Gold. It's in this little gold thing. And they have a peanut butter and jelly flavor. And it tastes like a pe- peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I love them. Yeah, that sounds good. Right? And it's good for you. It's like gluten-free doesn't have anything like bad in it. It's all like really healthy ingredients. And this thing tastes amazing. And I'm really glad I fell for a grocery store tactic and they got me. And yeah, now I keep buying them. That's really cool though. Like, yeah, because yeah, the, those little, those, uh, whatever, um, what'd you call them? The store... The, like the little store, I don't know, they're tactics. The things yeah. that they do, they put them at the end of grocery at the end of the aisle, yes. And they get you every time. Like I saw one the other day and it was like a table. And I'm like, there's never a table there. And on the table were all these wine bottles and with loud stickers and like deal of the year and like super cheap or whatever. And I'm like, now you're talking. And I go up there <laughs> and look at the table and all these bottles were like no less than $70 each. And I'm like, and that was the deal. This isn't a deal. Like, what is this? Regularly $200? Like, we're at the grocery store. We're not at a wine store. So they got me too. But I was like, they got me to look at them. I didn't buy one. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I was going to say, would you buy one? Like, what's the most expensive bottle of wine you would buy? Uh, the most expensive I've ever bought was a fifty, dollars $50 one. Okay. And that's not terrible. That's a lot of money though for a bottle of wine. Yes. Morgan, you, you drink wine. We we're wine drinkers. Yes. How quick do you drink a bottle of wine? Two days? Yeah, maybe. Maybe right? two days. Yeah. One, one night, one night, half of it's gone. Maybe a little more than half. But I, I'm saying in the grand scheme of things, because I've seen some bottles of wine that are like four hundred dollars. <laughs> that's why I'm like, oh. hey, fifty dollars, that's pretty solid if that's the most you've ever paid for one. I've never seen that. Like, where do you find like that's like a lot of money. Well, I just let listen. I love looking at bougie things. I don't mm-hmm. ever buy them. <laughs> Because you can't. Can't. <laughs> and it's just not in my personality. I'm not very bougie. And so, but I love looking at them. Just like you like looking at expensive houses on Zillow. You know? I, do. I, do. I like and looking at bougie things. I get it. And I, I get that. But, and there are certain things that I would spend money on, like a lot of money on things that I think are worth it. Food and drink are not worth it to me. Yeah. No. Wait, when you order a drink at the bar, do you say just house vodka or do you say top shelf? It's that, that that's risky because house vodka could taste really bad and ruin your drink. It's true. So like if I'm going, I have my brands. If I go vodka, I'm going Tito's. Okay. Same. And if Tito's going, is, isn't very expensive, which is no. awesome. And if I'm going tequila, I'll go Patron. Patron's kind of expensive. That's kind yeah. of a top shelf liquor. That's the thing. It's like, there's like with beers, <sighs> beers are tough. Like I'll never go like, Coors Light. Like I was going to say, if you have an option between a Coors Light and a craft beer, what are you choosing? I'm going to go craft beer. Hey, bougie. That's but, <laughs> but, but if we're going to a tailgate and we're going to be drinking for five hours, like I'm not taking, you know, 30 craft beers. I'm going to, I'm going to get a 30 pack of Miller Light. Okay. So, so you have your moments. scenarios. Yes. Different scenarios. Like a one-off maybe is when you can be a little bougie. Yes. But here's my thing though, with food, like you're just going to poop that out. In like 12 hours, like eight hours, whatever. Like you paid that much money to just go through your system and poop it in the toilet. Like that's crazy to me. So my guess is you and your family don't go out to eat a lot in Nashville. No, we don't. <laughs> because Nashville is very expensive. It's like $15 for one meal. 
Yeah. Thank my son had a birthday last a couple of weeks ago and he wanted to go to Olive Garden. I'm like, I love you. Like you are my son. I love you. And he's that's, a foodie hey, that's too. That's a solid choice. I'm not going to lie though. Olive Garden's legit. Yeah. I guess I'm cravings for that. And then I feel really bad after, but it's okay. It's worth it. You always feel bad after. What is it? Is it the breadsticks? Eddie, nobody should be consuming that much carbs in one sitting. Like, That's dude, what it is. I, we were all in the car being like, oh, I ate too much. Like, even the baby was like, oh, I ate too much. Like, <laughs> well, think of it this way. Like, where pasta and carbs and stuff kind of really originated of, like, a whole food was Italy. And they have these very whole... They don't add a lot of things to it. I think our Italian food is very American. Italian. I know it's very American and has a lot of things added into it that okay. make it all the more filling and okay. like just very like a full carb instead of like a healthy carb. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I get it. No, no. I mean, that's the case in everywhere. Like even like in deep interior Mexico, you think they're eating like, uh, you know, like uh, burritos with like cheese and no, they're not like they're they got more of a healthy diet. Uh-huh. Than like ta- the Taco Bell menu or like your Tex-Mex menu. Yeah. Like every time we Americanize something, I kind of make it a little bit more uh, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> bad for us. <laughs> yeah. So Tastes I think great. that's why. I think I, I, it's on top of the fact that you just loaded with carbs. Yeah. That could that's be it. That's mainly the reason. <laughs> that could be it. But as far as like, you know, being obsessed with something and spending money on something, like it's not food for me. Like. Even wine, I cannot justify like spending that much money on wine. I That's like fair. my ten dollar wine from the grocery store. That's what I like. That's totally fair. Okay. I did buy. I did buy a box though, a whole box, my first box of wine. Oh, those are awesome because they're super cheap. You can pay like yeah. fifteen dollars for a box of wine. You look like an alcoholic checking out, but it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit, but most of the time, most people don't think you're drinking it by yourself, so you just pretend that <laughs> well, you have a party going on. You know, I was with one of my boys, so they're probably just like, "Great, look at this dad, dad of the year." buying 12 bottles of wine with his son. He's like, you guys going to share that? Sir, you don't have an ID. (laughs) Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time. Your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. 
Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. We had Hardy on the show this week and he sparked a memory for me growing like when we have artists in the studio and they shared all these kind of different stories. Has anybody ever sparked kind of mem- a memory for you, Eddie, where you're like, oh, my gosh, I haven't thought about that in forever. And they reminded you of something. Let me think about that. OK, That's so good the question. The reason why I say that is because so Hardy was in talking about his interview. The ghost stuff was so cool and so fascinating to me. But what sparked the most was he says he likes to collect arrowheads and artifacts. And my grandma growing up and she still lives at this place today, but the land that she owns and where she lives on has this whole river that runs through it. She has a bunch of horses and she lives out in the country. And Every time we'd go out there when I was a kid, we would collect arrowheads because they were on her property, like the along the riverbank line and all these kind of different um, just arrows, different arrowhead types like and she has this whole full blown connection, like collection of all of these things. And we grew up doing that. And I hadn't thought about that in a long time until Hardy reminded me that that's something I used to do growing up. And I loved it. Like it, it was a core memory for me. And now he's like sparked it. So like, I can't forget it. Isn't that amazing that something that existed so long ago that they made by hand is still resurfacing in the ground? Like, mm-hmm. like rain must wash. It's got to be the perfect condition too, you know, because like the, all the dirt and everything covers these things. But when you find an arrowhead, which I've found arrowheads before, it's an unbelievable experience. Yeah. And it's so fascinating, especially when you find one that's in like near perfect condition and you're like, how is this still? Because you'll find a lot of them that are like cracked or they Mm -hmm. have weathering to them and things have happened. But when you find one that's like so perfect, you're just like, how? And they're made of these like there's some that are made of wood and there's some that are made of different things. But there's a lot of them that are made of stone and like these very interesting kind of stone or rocks or something. You're like, how did they do that? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to do that now. How did somebody and, do that? Like all the way back then when we had nothing. And they're perfectly chipped, yeah. like just perfectly chipped. Mm-hmm. And like, you're right. I can't do that. If I, if you gave me two rocks and you're like, all right, make this one look like an arrowhead. I'm like, no, that'll take me a year. Right. And it would take them like uh, maybe a day because they needed to use it for hunting or survival. And it's so crazy to think about that. Yeah. But so I'm very thankful for Hardy for sparking that kind of memory back in my brain. That is really cool. My mom loved arrowhead hunting. Like we used to have deer leases in South Texas and my dad would get these. So he, him and his buddies can go hunt. But my wife got my wife, my mom got tired of that. Like my dad's, my mom was just like, (laughs) stop leaving every weekend. Like, stop. (laughs) We're going to go with you. So then we started going with him 
And it was cool because my mom loves to just kind of walk and look for arrowheads. And we would find so many down in South Texas. And it's just, you start visualizing like, gosh, this whole land was like, I don't know. Was there a war here? Was there an Indian war here? Like, mm-hmm. who knows what happened in this land? You know, that there are arrowheads just laying around. But I think when that's I, really cool. I do think it's more common. You and I are both from technically, I don't even know if Texas is technically in the Midwest. But listen, I think Tornado Alley is like Midwest. It's really what I consider the Midwest. Yeah. And Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma, all of those states really had a lot of those reservations before everything was developed. So I think that's where you're going to find a lot of that more. I was surprised to hear that it's in Tennessee. I know they're probably all over the place, Mm -hmm. but I do think that Midwest area had a lot more in that kind of area than a lot of other places. It's so cool. I think that's great. I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about like just kind of what artists have said and I don't. I can't really pinpoint anything about that, but I'll, I will tell you though, one of the coolest things that like I like to do when artists call in. Okay. Now, when they phone in, when they give us when a they call. phone in. Yeah. It, it's just kind of to picture what, where are they? Like what <laughs> environment are they in? You know, like that's are they sitting in their pajamas. Uh huh. <laughs> are they by the beach? Like is Kenny Chesney on the boat? Is Zach Brown cooking outside? Like, is he frying chicken? Like while he's doing, you know what I mean? Like there's always these like, images of like, all right, where is Eric church right now? He's like, yeah, I'm in my cabin. What does Eric church's cabin look like? You know, like, is it, let me, let me give you like three artists and you describe to me like what goes through your brain when they call in. So like, you got it. Hey, it's Carrie Underwood. Okay. Mansion, mansion, uh, velvet everywhere. Like the nicest of nicest things ever like the most beautiful house the tallest ceilings with chandeliers and it's like carrie underwood her hair is perfect like that's where i picture carrie okay where in reality she's probably in the school line dropping her kids off or something (laughs) yes okay uh hey it's kane brown Ooh, kane brown his man cave like and i picture kane (laughs) i picture kane brown's man cave being like a legit teenager's man cave, like dark with those LED light strips. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like cheaply done too. Not even like nice with like a gamer chair and a big like screen for his games. That's what I picture Kane Brown in. Cause, cause I, his yeah, voice is so accurate. low too. It's, I feel like everywhere he is, it's dark. It's mm-hmm. dark in there. Oh, these are such good ones. Okay. Hey y'all, it's Reba. Oh, Reba. <laughs> See, honestly, I picture Reba like in the country. Like I see Reba on the phone and in the back of her is like a prairie, like a big, large pasture with like cows roaming. And there's a horse stable there and mountains in the background. Like that's where I see Reba. Okay. These are all solid. And now I'm going to start doing this when people call in. This is a great idea. (laughs) Well, what happened to us though, is during COVID, they would all zoom in and it ruined my whole thing because they were just like in a hotel room. And I'm just like, this is not cool. They're sitting there like you and I are right now where there's just a wall behind us <laughs> yes. and there's nothing happening. Yeah, it's yeah. not as exciting as we paint the picture of. But I will say there was one person who called in and they definitely fit the bill of what you're saying. And that was Mariah Carey. That that was she was in the kind of Carrie Underwood picture I was thinking. Yes, she had like a piano. She was in a big velvet chair. She was very like it was very set up for that. And Dolly Parton, both of those when they've called in, they've had like full blown setups happening. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you know, there are like 40 assistants mm-hmm. just waiting. What do you need, Miss Mariah? You need tea, Miss Mariah? Like, what do you need? <laughs> it was funny. I was watching an old Dolly Parton interview back when we, when she had come in the studio and somebody had like set down all of her notes in front of her for her as she's like sitting there just talking to Bobby. They're just like sitting down these like notes for her. And I was like, I never realized that when that was happening, but that's hilarious. Her uh-huh. whole team was just like ready and on hand. They had everything to go. She didn't have to worry about a single thing. It is always funny to see who sets up the Zoom camera, right? Like it's always like a, a an assistant or like, mm-hmm. and they're always like a young 20-year-old, <laughs> like an intern. Well, because if they're not a young 20-year-old, they may not know how to work Zoom, Eddie. That's true. That's true. <laughs> who was it where there were like two girls like trying to figure out the computer? Oh, Barbara Corcoran. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it's Barbara because I think she has like a really like strong team of women. Uh-huh. That's funny. That Okay. That's a great perspective though. And I think the listeners are going to now start to picture that when they're <laughs> listening to these and they probably already were because genuinely those were great descriptions of all of these. Oh, artists. oh yeah. Like when someone calls in, you're just like, oh, well, of course, like Luke Bryan's going to be fishing. Like he's probably fishing right now while he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like literally Luke Bryan's just sitting on a couch in his room. Oh, Gosh, yes. Okay. Well, now you now what we're gonna do is if they call in, I'm gonna start writing notes down, and we'll just add to each other's and say this is what they're doing. It'll become okay. our own game. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Bobby shared on the show this week a story about a police officer letting him off with a warning, and that was a cool story to hear. We hadn't heard that one before, but I want to know if you've seen anything wild lately, Eddie. You know, like things are just out happening in society. There's a lot going on, and what sparked this is I saw a car drive into a construction site. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, I was literally driving and I just see this car bust. You know how construction sites have all those gates up around them. There's a lot of equipment hanging out. And this car just doom, hits the gate, busts through. It's all like muddy. Thank goodness this wasn't like a manhole that they had like already done anything to. They had just knocked down whatever was there. So this car just busts through the gates. They're in all this mud, all, run over all this equipment, like wood, oh whatever's goodness. on the ground. And then it just stops. And they're just sitting there. And I'm just like part waiting for the car to blow up because I'm like, is this a movie scene? What just happened? <laughs> Wild. And so did you like, stop? I didn't. There was like, th- so it the way it was coming, they were going the other direction than I was going. So the cars that were behind them stopped because I think they saw it too and probably had a better vantage point than what I saw. So I was like, oh no, there's like three cars stopping. I'm not going to get involved yeah. in whatever's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, how I am too. Oh, And I was by myself. So like yeah. if this person, if they, if they had a medical emergency, that's probably about the only thing I could potentially help with. Otherwise, like if they're drunk, if something else is going on, like I'm probably not going to be the safest person to be in that situation. Isn't the sound of a car crash or just the car hitting anything like such a terrible sound? Oh my gosh. I heard it. I heard it first when I realized what happened. I like, it kind of happened like right at the same time and I heard it and it was just like this bam. And I was like, I've never heard that sound before in my life. Cause I've gotten in fender benders, but never like a mm-hmm. full blown like crash. And so to hear something like hit a gate like that and coming really pretty intense speed, I, I genuinely thought it was a movie. Like I thought I missed where the cameras might be. And this was like <laughs> an action scene. You're like, Oh crap. I'm driving through the set. Yes. I'm not supposed to be here. Like it was so surreal and I didn't feel like it was actually happening. And then like I heard sirens as I like drive past, I drove past it. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. 
just so crazy. But what's it, crazy is that we get to see a lot more stuff like that because of cameras. Yes. You know? like, like other businesses will pick it up and stuff. Yes. Like before mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, look what I saw. Like the way you're telling it. Like I saw this, but uh, I, there's no video of it. Yep. But like you get on TikTok and you see some crazy like stuff that captures like that terrible plane crash in uh, the air show in Dallas. Like that was terrible. And like that was all over the Internet until like plane crashes. You never saw those. Mm-hmm. No one had video of that stuff. And now it's like somebody's got a video of that stuff happening. But that's hey, all that stuff. You. That's also the reason why I think we're going to find aliens sooner rather than later. Because of cameras. Yeah, I just think we're capturing things at higher speeds and higher volume than we ever have before. And yeah. I think that's a reason why we have more UFO reportings and stuff. I I'm think they're legit, you, but... I'm telling you, I saw a UFO. Like That that could be the craziest thing I, I've seen lately. I saw <laughs> a UFO, Morgan. Is this the one you talked about on the show and everybody's yes. like, no, Eddie, this is the the space station or whatever was... Yes, and I get it. Maybe it's a space station, but like, why would the the space station be steady for a second and then go upwards away? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand if I see it going across the sky because it says like it moves. I don't know a billion miles per hour, or like or something. A billion. That's why I think that's a little fast. <laughs> that's why they say that you can see it because it leaves streaks because it's like. We're we're rotating and that thing's moving. So like whatever, it just looks like a streak. But this was not a streak. This was a light burst hovering. And I can see a lot of airplanes where I live. Kind of I can just kind of see like where they're at. And they move slowly. And they and that's what I thought it was, but it was brighter than an airplane. And and then it just went upwards away. Fast like this. You might have seen a in real life Han Solo. Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. with Chewbacca. Yep, that's what it was. Maybe can't, can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you know how when he goes hyperspeed and they yep. hit it up and they go, all the stars start moving like that, mm-hmm. like lines. That's what that thing looked like, except one line. That's what I'm saying. Can't convince me otherwise. I wholeheartedly believe you saw Han Solo. I, I hate it too, and no one's ever awake when this happens. Like, <laughs> I'm like, why wasn't I with someone else? But here's the thing, Eddie. Unless like somebody gets high definition footage of that. Even other people that can corroborate your story, nobody's going to believe. It's true. Because it's too, it's too foreign of an idea. Unless you're like me who genuinely watches superhero shows all the time. I'm like, yeah, that could absolutely happen. This is going to happen in real life. <laughs> it could. You know what I mean? But that, that yeah. nobody else is like that. Yeah. So I believe you. And I do think Thank it's on Solo and Chewbacca. Thank you. Now, so you say that and now you're making fun of me. No, said, I'm... You said, I believe you. And then you said it was a fictional character. You're lying to me, Morgan. I would like to believe that that's who that was. Like an in real life version of Han Solo. I did see Harrison Ford in Vegas. Real life Han Solo. Oh my. Okay. We got to talk about this here. Uh, Talk about this in a little bit because I freaking love Harrison Ford. Okay. And and I I have to tell you this because I saw somebody that you will probably know who it is. And you'll be like, wait, what? Okay. So we'll we'll talk about this, but I okay. want to I want to know if you have anything else wild you've seen before we move forward. Anything no. else besides your UFO? No, I think the UFO is wild enough. Okay, we'll we'll stick with the UFO. <laughs> I want to dive in and talk about you and your life lately because coming in at number three is you making your son eat out of a trash can. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and I, you know, we really talked about this on the show and we got enough callers and we we did that whole thing and we don't need to keep diving into that further but i want to know how dad life is going and how the kids are doing how you and your wife are all the things 
a dad life is chaotic. It's chaotic. It's just a lot always. It's like juggling four balls. I think usually you juggle three, right? Yeah. Juggling four <laughs> balls. Um, it's like herding cats. It's like it's like it's like solving a puzzle and missing five pieces. Oh, that's you know an I mean? interesting analogy. Yeah. It's it's like, oh, we almost got under control, but then we're missing five pieces. So now we got to figure out what to do about those five pieces. And like, it's just a constant, it's a constant, like trying to, I guess this could be my problem and, and, and my expectations of being a parent. I want it to be at a certain level. I want all my boys to pick up after themselves. I want everyone to be in the car when we're supposed to leave as a family. I want, like, I just want order. That's what I tell my wife. I want order in my house. When we have to leave at two o'clock, I want everyone in the car at 159 because mm. this never happens that way. It's two o'clock and there's one in the car and I'm like, oh, you're the best. Where is everyone else? And then one's like, I can't find my shoes. I got, And I'm like, if you would put your shoes where you're supposed to put your shoes, that's where your shoes would be right now. So that's kind of just how it is, Morgan. It's like that all the time. And I feel like I'm just trying to catch up to something that I'm never going to catch up to. So I'm going to I'm trying to enjoy it more than just be like, come on, we got to be on time. So, but I do, I do love the life because I've, I've been like in when my, my family goes out of town and I sit here and I'm just kind of like, Oh, I miss them. I miss the chaos. But when the chaos is happening, I'm like, Oh, I can't stand this. Well, I I would say that I've learned a lot about parenthood and heard a lot of stories, but not once have I ever heard anyone associate order with parenthood so i don't know that that's ever going to be accomplished yeah it's tough but it doesn't sound like it's a bad thing it just sounds like it can be a lot at a time i don't want it like an army regime like i i just i just want to be able to move like even when we're walking as an example like if we're walking say at the mall we all go to the mall all six of us i want us all moving in one like blob but it's never like that. One is going to the right, another one is going to the left, and one's way behind, and there's another one way in front. And it's like, can we all stick together so we don't get lost? Like, please just stick together. And it they're like, happen. and they try, and then sure enough, they just start wondering. One of them's like, oh, look at that. And the other one's just kind of looking at their phone, and they start lagging, and it's just impossible. It's impossible. But it sounds fun in the sense that, think of it this way. My life is all order because I don't have anybody else putting something out of order for me. Mm-hmm. But because you're experiencing life out of order, you're probably experiencing things that you would have never originally experienced because somebody is going off in one direction and you might end up running into something, someone, something that you're like, well, that never would have happened, good or bad. It just yeah. never would have happened. Yeah. And so you're experiencing a whole lot of different things that never would have happened if your life wasn't out of order. That's interesting. I mean, I don't, if if I didn't have all these kids, I probably wouldn't leave the house as much. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have experienced certain things. And it's a, it's a funny perspective to see it that way. I know. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that there is a side of that too, you know, listening to parents are like, well, you know, if I didn't have kids, I just really don't know what my life would be like right now. Do you ever think about that? And you're just oh, like, yeah. what would my life look like without this? Yes, because, and I go from the, the, the both sides of like, 
Ooh, I mean, I would do more, I would do more stuff. Like I would go hiking more. I would go like, you know, I'd buy a boat and I'd be on the water all like the, the time. Like the Chris Jansen song. Yeah. Bye, boat. boat. I'd be on the water all the time. I would go, you know, wherever I wanted to go. I'd play a lot more golf, whatever. I would do a lot more. That's in my mind. That's in my mind. But in reality, I don't, I would be so lonely, I think, because I think that you or Lunchbox or Bobby or anyone would be available. Like Morgan, you want to go hiking? Like, no, nah, I can't. Like, I can't, I got stuff to do. But since like I'm, I have this life, I assume that you got all the time in the world because you're single. I assume <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But in reality, I, I can't just call you and be like, hey, let's go do this. And you'll be like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's do it. No, mm-hmm. I got boxing. I've got this going on. I got to go have dinner with my friends. I'm going out tonight, like whatever. So it's a, it's a thing where like, you can't think about that too much because that isn't your life. That is not your life. If it was your life, you could worry about that. So since this is my life, this is what I'm focusing on. Yeah, but I've had those periods. I've had those periods where I've been like, what would my life be like if I didn't have this chaos? And I'd be like, oh, it'd be so much fun. I'd be at the bar right now. I'd be like, no, it wouldn't. This is fun. It is. And it's hard, but it's very easy, right? In any perspective, in any situation that you're in, you're like, well, you have moments where you're like, my life is so good. It's better than theirs. And then it's, dang, this really sucks. Their life is better. You're always comparison. Like, always. It, it's always. this constant comparison game. And I, to your point, I think it's very important not to do that. So I'm proud of you. You're at a, seem to be at a good place that you're not doing that. Finally, it's taken me a long time. <laughs> You're like, it, it just took me four kids. It took me four kids to realize, hey, this is my life. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I do want to get your perspective. I've had some interesting, you know, you talk about uh, me being single, some interesting dating things that have happened to me recently. Come and I just want to like talk to you about it and see what you think. So I had a wild experience. Um, I went on two dates in one day. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like very stressful. Uh, it was. Let me tell you, Eddie. I went on a breakfast date. It was like a breakfast brunch date. Okay. And then we like walked around. It was like a Hallmark movie. You this know, was on, on the weekend, right? Yes, it was on a Saturday. Yeah. And I didn't. And you know what? I don't ever plan dates for the weekend. I hate allowing somebody I've never known to like take up some of my most precious time. That's very yeah. important to me. But all of my friends were busy, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I've already worked out. I've walked the dog. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? And so I went on a breakfast brunch date. We walked around and he was a really nice guy. And then I went on a dinner date and that was also really awesome. But let me tell you, by the dinner date, I was getting some things confused and like I would say something. I was like, I don't think I was talking to him about this earlier. Oh my goodness. That's (laughs) tough. Yeah, that's hard because you're just talking like. Mm -hmm. And both of these were both first dates with each person. So you, it it wasn't like I knew him before. Right. Are you good at first dates? <laughs> yes. I love first dates. The excitement of them is really fun. Because it's like, it's like scratching a lottery ticket. Like, what am I going to get? Yeah. It's like, oh, this could be like the person I spend the rest of my life with. Or it could be a person I never talk to again. Uh-huh. And I like, I'm, you know me, I could talk to a wall. So I can, e- even if I'm just sitting there and asking a million questions, about them. I still love that. Cause I'm like, this is really cool to learn about somebody and they'll help me along the journey to finding my person. And so I love first dates. Did so you the, mess up the guy's name? In I any didn't, of the dates? I did not mess up their names. Good. 
but I I did definitely mess up the conversation. And during the second day, I said something. And as soon as I said it out loud, I was like, I was definitely not talking about that with this guy. <laughs> and I was like, that's What was his bad. reaction, though? He kind of glossed over it. You could kind of see he's he kind of like thought about it. Like, because I said something like, you know what I was saying earlier? And and he kind of like glossed over it was like, wait, did I miss that? And she did say that. Like, you could tell that I confused. Yeah. At that point, you blame it on him. Hey, you need to listen better. I told you. Yeah. So that was that was one of them. Do you think it's bad that I went on two dates in one day? No. No, I think that's great, but but you can't tell them that, right? Like, no, gosh, no. Okay. I did, and I I genuinely wouldn't normally do that, but listen, time is precious, you know. I get it, I get it, and it's it's your it's your weekend day, like it's, it's a know. valuable day. Yeah, it was really interesting, but I did learn that I I my brain at this point in my life and at this age cannot differentiate between things, so I'm gonna attempt to not do that again. So, were any of those lottery tickets winners? Um, one was I went on about five dates with one of them. Dang, five's a lot. Yeah, so one of them I ended after the first date, and we just I I told him I you know it wasn't a fit for me, so we didn't go out on a second. But he had wanted to, and that's when I told him. Hold on, real quick. Hold on. Like so, this is tough. I mean, you're (laughs) you're talking to someone who hasn't dated in like twenty years, thirty years. I know that's why it's so funny. So so. Do you have, you have to tell him immediately? Like, is it like a dating show where you just like, you have to tell him immediately? Like, I hate, no, I'm like saying work. bye. Like, no, this is not like, for me. He doesn't get a rose. Like, how does it work? No, no, no. So we left each other and then we were texting a little bit follow up in the, in the few days following. But you and, knew you didn't like him. So why did you text it just to kind of be nice? Well, it was one of those things where like, I really always try and go on a second date. I try to because most of the time, like the first dates can be kind of awkward and somebody may not entirely be showing, you know, their entire personality. And so if I'm a little like, oh, this seems like a really good guy, even if I'm like, I'm not 100% sure I'm interested, I'll probably go on a second date to make sure and confirm that because sometimes I've been wrong. And so this one, I was really I was thinking like, okay, it's possible like I would go on another date with this guy. But then when he was trying to plan it, my gut was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to hang out with him. And it wasn't even like a bad thing. It was just like, he's not a fit for me. So when he was starting to plan that second date and be like, I would love to see you again. I was like, hey, you know, I don't want to waste anybody's time. I really appreciated going out with you, but this isn't a fit for me. And he was really nice about it. And he was just like, okay, cool. Sounds great. Okay. And it's so awkward. Eddie. So, that is so awkward. I hate sending those text messages, but you have to. This is how you yeah. like meet people. Yeah. So yeah, I sent that off from that guy when he was playing the second date. So it wasn't right after. And it's a very it it is awkward. It's as awkward as you could think it would be. Yeah. And I then that for you. Yeah. This other guy I went out with a few times and I did I, I really enjoyed the person that he was. And I think he's a really good guy, but again, just not a fit for me. Like there just was, there was something missing and I couldn't kind of pinpoint it. And so whenever I feel something missing and my, I'm not really listening to my body is like, I don't like this guy. What are we doing? Let's not do this. My body starts to like, give me icks about the person so that it will like start to reject it because I'm not listening. Wow. And it's really weird. So like I, I could, I went all five dates and everything was great, but then after those, my body was like, dude, no, wake up. Like you don't like, this is not your person and not even in a bad way. Like he was a great guy and super nice and attractive. 
he just like wasn't my guy. And I knew that like my body was feeling like this misconnection. And so it kind of was like, I just started getting random icks about him. That didn't even make sense, but it was just like, yeah. okay, cool. I, I get it. I'll send the text message. <laughs> you're talking to yourself, but you're talking to your body. Okay, yes. cool. Got it. All right. Like, okay, thank you. Well, let's not keep giving me this. I'm good. I got it. So. That's crazy. That's cool that you can listen to yourself like that or that your body talks to you like that. I'm sure that happens to everyone, but they don't know to listen to that or, or what that even means. So that's cool that mm-hmm. you've got that. It is. It, it's funny. Cause I'll talk to my girlfriends and if I'm like that, they'll be like, Morgan, your body's telling you, you don't like it for a reason. We don't know what that is, but this is yeah. you. And yeah. this is what's happening. It's yeah. a very weird thing. It's a very it's weird. weird thing. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that was my two dates in one day situation. Wow. 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 So are you going on a date again? Anytime um, soon? You know, I have With anyone since else I, since I ended those, like that five day guy, kind of guy, I haven't, I've been talking to guys on dating apps, but I just haven't had like a good connection with anybody yet to like really go out on. I had a guy match with me and like the conversation was really awesome. But then he told me he's likely moving away at the end of May. And I was like, this feels weird. I don't know why I would invest time in somebody who knows they're going to move away. And I know I'm not going to move away. Yeah. So I just didn't, I stopped responding. <laughs> wow. That was it. Cool. Just, just <laughs> cold. Well, it was like, it was, we were talking on the dating app and the last thing he had said to me was like, I'm probably going to be moving at the end of May. And then he was, and he had how just, far though, like far. He said multiple, but he's like in school still, not like college, but like in a business or whatever program. And so he was like, at the end of May, when I finish this, like there's these multiple places that I'm likely going to go. Mm. And the way he was like, he wasn't staying here. And like, he had just gotten my number. I had, he had just asked for, and I'd given it to him in response to his previous one and responded. It was like this weird time. And then he texted me and I just never responded back because I was like, I mean, this feels I'm not weird. Gonna mess. Yeah. I'm not going to waste time on this. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to message you. And then finally I'd just be like, sorry. Uh, hey, it's Morgan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. This isn't going to work. So instead yeah. I just didn't respond. I never met him before. I would never do that if I had met him, but yeah, that's more my style. <laughs> just ghost (laughs) my phone's not working it got deleted i didn't see it (laughs) so yeah that was one and then another one i had a guy match with me and immediately he literally we matched on the dating app and he goes hey want to get drinks and i was like sir i I don't even know anything about you yet (laughs) and so i responded and i was like i'm interested but like can can i find out a few things about you first (laughs) like i there there has to be like a middle ground here and i'm just not finding the middle ground so yeah, yeah that's, what's, that's, that's, that's happening. That's, I'll, I'll pray for you, Morgan. That's tough. It's <laughs> a tough life, man. Oh man, yeah. So when you when you talk about being lonely and stuff, like uh-huh. yeah, I am. And this I'm, is what I'm talking about. Awful. Yeah, yeah. See, realities of our of our lives. Realities. Yeah. If you want to snapshot into what it would look like if you didn't have what was going on right now, <laughs> this is what it looks this like. This would be it. And I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. That's enough about uh, my dating life. So we need to talk about <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need to wallow in that self pity anymore. <laughs> uh, Lunchbox wrote a letter to Todd Chrisley that he sent to him in jail and hopes to go visit him. And I think it's going to be really awesome if he responds. So oh, it'd be great. It, it would be the best content. But I'm going to leave that there. And I want to talk about Harrison Ford, your story about Harrison Ford. And I'll I'll tell you about my guy. And maybe you can do like a five question and try and guess who it was. I don't okay. think you'll get it, but we'll try. Okay. 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 So Harrison Ford, uh, we were in Vegas and I guess they were having a Yellowstone convention. <laughs> I don't know. Because a lot of people from Yellowstone were there, the TV show. Which is ironic and, considering you haven't seen it. Right. But I, and I didn't even know that he was in it, but I guess he's in a newer spinoff, like 1874. I don't know. I don't know what it's called, but I had heard somebody earlier had told me that he was there at, in Vegas. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like no big deal. Well, I was gambling and I'd want a little bit of money and I went to the cashier and I had, uh, I was getting my, I was waiting in line to cash my, my chips out. And I hear, I, you can just see people like act different. Like people were just like, oh, it looked like they saw like an alien and everyone was like, Oh, like pointing. That's him. Like that, that's him. And then I follow the fingers and I'm like, they're pointing at this guy. And I look and yes, it's Harrison Ford walking with like, I don't know, maybe a bodyguard. It looked like just four normal people, really. But who knows? They could have all been bodyguards. And they were just walking and everyone just parted the sea. Like, and stared and slowly got cameras out, you know? And Uh like, but but trying to be cool. Everyone trying to be cool with like seeing a a movie star. And then this drunk guy, of course, you got to have the drunk guy going... Dude, it's freaking Han Solo. <laughs> that would have been me. That would have 100% <laughs> been me. 
<laughs> and then of course, like, oh my gosh, dude, let the man be. Did but it was cool. It's cool to see a celebrity in the flesh. It always is. Well, and to see such a mega star, right? Like, oh, yeah. he is massive. I literally just wanted to call him Ho- Han Ford, Harrison Solo. Yeah. Han, yeah. <laughs> I was mixing up his names. But I think that's like such a, on a different caliber of star than majority of even a lot of actors and stuff out there. There's not a lot that hit that mark. Like Tom Hanks is up there. I agree. Harrison Ford. There's just not a lot of them. And so to Tom Hanks, that, check. You've met him. <laughs> And you've met Harrison Ford, so check. Well, I, di- I didn't meet him. I saw him, but still the same thing. Oh, it's a, if you're in that environment, I am yeah. bummed, though. You totally should have gone up and asked for a photo. There, there's no way. Like, I would have been the one person that would have messed up what was happening there. Yeah, and that's hard. But also, if he's, like, out in Vegas, I feel like, and he's probably, if he was there for a convention, then he probably anticipated that. But they were on a mission. Like, it's not like they were, like, strolling and, oh, well, let me stop and say hi. They were moving. Like, We'd, they were trying to okay. get somewhere. We had so we had Chad Kruger from Nickelback on the show, and his security looked like crazy, like presidential security. Is that what Harrison Ford's looked like? No, no, they look. I'm telling you, they look like normal people. Like they look, they look like buddies. They could have just been his buddies. Mm, but they were just kind of on a mission and like a stride, kind of protecting him, but not. Yeah, because they physically looked like buddies, but the way they were acting didn't seem like they were buddies hanging out in Vegas. Mm, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. They were meant to be in like discreet, you know, kind of like maybe. FBI undercover. Yes, maybe, maybe. Okay. I like that. Okay, so let let me play this okay. game for you, okay, and, okay. and we're gonna figure out if you can guess this. I don't know if you will, but go for it. Well, ask okay. your questions. Is he a movie star? Yes. Okay. Is he a really good looking movie star? Like, like, is he a heartthrob? Probably used to be. Ooh, this is good. So he's older. Uh, has he been in any movies in the last five years? I'm going to look that up. I'll okay. get since you asked this question, he was in a very popular movie series. But it wasn't recent. But it wasn't recent. And no, it does not look like he's been in anything at least super popular recent. A movie series. So it's not Tom Cruise. Um, is it Tom Cruise? No, it's not Tom Cruise. <laughs> How cool would that be to see Tom Cruise? Though? Oh, yeah, you, I, yeah, I would have been like, but he also has stuff that's been out. Yeah, that's true. Top yeah. Gun Maverick. Yeah. yeah. Um, movie series. I mean, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. Um, I'm thinking like or some. I'll give you a hint. This oh, is it Elijah? Is it Elijah Wood? No, I don't know who that is. Uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 that's not who it is. Okay. Um, I'll give you this hint. I just watched one of these movie series for the first time in the last year. So not Harry Potter, not Star Wars. Star as Wars? part of my millennial movies reviews oh, on the show. Part of Mike Myers. Oh no, no, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. What did you watch recently? Um, what did we make you watch? Bill I'll and give Ted's? you like three Keanu more Reeves? guesses. No, not Keanu Reeves. Um, you watched. Oh, you, watched you know Austin what? Powers? You know what? I take it back. He has been in something recent and it was a revival of this. Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> no. Um, 
Michael J. Fox. Mm-mm. All was right. You, in, you ready for yeah, this? Just tell you? me. <laughs> just tell me. It was Martin Cove from The Karate Kid. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Is he, um, who is he? Johnny? If you look him up, you'll recognize him. He's the, he's like the mean coach. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. John Kreese. Yes. And he what? came back. I, I believe he's in the Cobra Kai series. So that's why it made me think of that. Martin Cove with a K, right? Yep. Yes, dude. This guy is classic. Like, well, so this is so crazy, Eddie, because like, obviously I'd never seen a lot of 80s. He's in a lot of like 80s, 90s shows. Yeah, yeah. And obviously I've been watching them all for the first time. I went to this Gavin DeGraw show and there was this guy in like the front row. This is a pretty intimate show. And there was a guy in the front row and he was just rocking out, like having the best time. And I remember saying to my friend, I was like, I love this old guy. He is like having the best time. Like he's so much older than all of us. And he literally is having more fun than anybody in this room. And I kept looking at him though. And I was like, gosh, he looks so familiar. Why does he look so familiar? But I couldn't place him. I just, he, he looked like a big deal, but I couldn't figure it out. And then Gavin posted a picture from that concert and it was saw him it. and he tagged him. Yeah, I saw and it. And I was like, holy crap, that's who it was. I saw freaking Mar- Martin Cove and I just watched the Karate Kid for the first time. He's the mean sensei. Uh-huh. Yep. Sweep the leg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. When I saw that picture with him and Gavin DeGraw, I'm like, dude, that's legit. Yes. He, and that, he was, that guy he was there. Was, he was the biggest a-hole in the 80s, like as far as his characters, like you hated him, whatever he did, whether he was the sensei or he was in like, was it Rambo? He was like in some like Predator, maybe like one of those Arnold Schwarzenegger movies mm. where like he was just a dude where like, oh, this guy, I don't like him. Yeah. And he I mean, he gives off that whole vibe, even in like uh-huh. the Karate Kid. And I'm pretty sure he's in the new Cobra Kai show. I'm, yeah, I think he I is. I think. Um, but yeah, just in person, like he and he was smiling like ear to ear, like he was just the happiest, like jamming out, dude. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah, it was a cool moment. And I was like, dang, I got to see somebody from one of these new, <laughs> new movies that movies. I watched. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have never, ever no. known. Ever. No clue. You would have been like everyone else in there and I had no idea who that was. Exactly. He wasn't being bothered at all. But it, yeah. it, it is because he's a little bit older. So like what mm-hmm. you would. But he looked familiar. He still looks similar. So it's not oh, like yeah. it was like not noticing in my brain. <laughs> yeah, I saw the post of Gavin DeGraw. I'm like, that is so cool mm-hmm. that he was there. Yeah. And he's a big he's a big Gavin DeGraw fan. He was jamming. <laughs> That's so cool. It was know. amazing. Yes. So that was my my celebrity story. And I love it. We're going to lean right into this number one spot. I don't have anything for us to talk about in this one because this interview was just so epic in a million different ways. Brantley Gilbert and Chad Kruger stopped by to talk about their new tour. And this interview is just hilarious in multiple facets. And so that's why I just kind of let it be on its own. There's not really a conversation that's going to follow this one. And so it's it's out here on its own, but it comes in another number one spot. So Eddie, thank you for joining me, hanging out with me this week and talking about all kinds of things and laughing you, with me about my dating life as well. No, I didn't laugh at you. I no, was I said laughing with, with me. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> hey, but two two dates in one day, legit. You know, good I'm job, just, Morgan. I'm thriving over here. You're working hard is what you're doing. I am. You know, I put my really determined skills to my yes. love life. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I went from two to zero. So it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's okay. That's all right. We got time. (laughs) Tell the people where they can hear you, find you, all that good stuff. Oh my gosh. You can find me everywhere. Uh, At Producer Eddie on all my socials. Uh, Sore Losers. That's our podcast I do with Lunchbox and Ray. I do 25 Whistles with Bobby and the Bobby Bone Show. Of course. Like, yeah, you can find me anywhere. At Producer Eddie. All the things. Say what's up. Yes. Please go say what's up, Coach, to Eddie. Very important (laughs) that you also include the coach. Yes. And you can follow the show at Bobby Bone Show on all the things. And I am at WebGirlMorgan on all my socials. And of course, like Eddie said, the Bobby Bone Show. So thank you guys for hanging out with us every weekend. Well, me every weekend. Eddie, every eight weeks. (laughs) That's kind of how that goes. (laughs) Eddie, I love you. Bye. Love you, Morgan. Bye. The Bobby Bone Show. Uh Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberostar Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Mom.